Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. Hi, I'm Eva. And I'm Kylie. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. Happy, happy Wednesday, everybody, or whatever day you listen to this. Yeah, it's um early, early-ish, not early-ish morning here for me on the West Coast. So I'm a little bit, I'm still waking up, folks, just giving you a heads up. <laughs> I've been up for like six hours between yeah. time zone and small children. So I'm like rearing and ready to go. <laughs> How are you, my friend? How are you uh, doing? I am good. I, yeah, I, I am, I was just saying just for started, I have like this like weird feeling of nerves for some reason today that I'm trying to like understand its origin and like, so I can send love in the right direction. But mm-hmm. aside from that, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It was a really, really nice weekend and I cleaned, we just got rid of so much stuff. And I woke up this morning feeling like lighter because my house is lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaning can be so therapeutic for sure. Yeah. So I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm leaving for Asia in a couple of days. So by the time this is out, I will already be in Asia. But for those of you who don't know, I'm going back to Taiwan for a substantial amount of time. And two of those weeks are going to be in quarantine, which will be interesting. So um, seeing that we'll still be recording while I'm in Asia, everyone listening will kind of have to play by play. <laughs> I think we'll yeah. be recording a couple episodes while I'm in quarantine. So it'll be interesting to give the updates oh, as to how yes. how much I'm losing it or who knows or how much I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for listeners, this will be a quarantine two weeks of you by yourself. Right. Yes. Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I've done like silent 10 day meditation retreats before, you know, where I couldn't use my phone or read or anything. So I'm like, this will be a piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if it will be a piece of cake or if there will be something that is harder about it because like, Oh, there's definitely going to be things that are going to be harder about it. I'm sure. I think what, yeah, go ahead. something I'm like worried about is getting mega, mega, mega tunnel vision. Meaning mm. when I'm going, I'm going to be working a lot on my program when I'm there. And I think a part of me is like, wonderful. I have a clean slate. I'll just want to focus on this thing. But I know myself, something that I, especially someone who like works for themselves, works from home, especially in 2020 when there, you know, haven't been that much, there hasn't been that much social stuff going on. I will just literally only see work and my Mm. whole world is just colored by work. And that can be a very jarring experience, especially when you come out of that and you're like, oh my God, this thing that I thought was so important was like the most important thing. Like I, I actually think it's the most important thing because it's it's like what you focus on or obsess about continuously grows and grows and grows and grows. Right. And then you step out and you're like, oh wait, there's this whole other world. And in reality, and I mean this in a loving way, like this stuff doesn't actually really matter <laughs> that much in the grand scheme of things. I relate to this so much. I actually think that has been my whole experience of COVID and which has been really powerful, right? Like I went from literally not having a business before. I mean, like technically I had an Instagram account, right? But like mm-hmm. I went from basically having nothing to now working for myself full time through COVID mm-hmm. because of the tunnel vision. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for it. And then I like come up for air. Like we met friends um, at a picnic uh, for like an outdoor picnic the other weekend. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> Human conversation that's not about like about the universe. Channeling the divine yeah. and Facebook algorithms. Yeah, you're, right. like, you're like, what right. the hell do I talk to people about? Like, I've had that experience where I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how to be a human being. <laughs> and people are like, what are you up to? And I'm like, uh, what is a normal thing to say? I mean, this is like one of my lifelong best friends, so I don't have to be that normal with her, which is just to say that it still took me a while to like recalibrate, right? Like, okay, I'm actually so glad that you're saying this because I had this, I wanted to actually talk about this. I don't know if there's any conclusion. I just wanted to have a mini therapy session with you, Kylie, which is like, I had the same experience where I got together with some friends who aren't like really into spirituality. And I was right. like, I don't, I don't, I, I was like, I don't know what to talk about because my world so much has just been this. And I was like, am I a weirdo? <laughs> like, yeah. What, what yeah. Is going well, on? and I think, 
I, I think that this is like kind of the COVID experience. Like, I think this is why like you see, for example, conspiracy theories and like QAnon, like really spiking because oh. I think that we're all in our bubbles. And then, you know, it. I just think there's a susceptibility within your bubble, which is to say like, guard your space, people, <laughs> you know, be conscious of, because, because. That's so true. Yeah. We that's don't a- have our like regular checks oh my god that is so true yeah this conspiracy theory example theory example is such a good one it's because yeah what you focus on will just continue to grow and grow and so i can see that applying to work but also why people start that becomes your reality yeah and you don't have the like checks of like i don't know other people's opinion conversation distract not even distraction but like just doing something else or even like putting for me the thing that I think about whenever I like react, interact with real humanity is like putting my spirituality into context of the real world, right? Like mm-hmm. I am an embodied human here in this earth, right? Like I am here to have an embodied experience. And so seeing like friends and having a real conversation reminds me like, oh, this shit actually needs to apply to my real life and be mm-hmm. relatable. And like, it should be something I can in some way talk about or else I'm kind of in my ex- belief, like missing the point. You know, so it's also yeah. a helpful. That's such a like, good, yeah. You know, yeah. Have you ever like gone? Have you ever traveled somewhere before into a different culture, and you're like, all of a sudden you see the world differently because you're like, oh, I've been living my life in this very one particular American kind of way or whatever, and then you, it's a beautiful thing. Your 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 uh, awareness or whatever perspective just expands, and you're like, oh, there's a whole other way to do life. I think that's what expansion feels like and perspective, and then being in quarantine or living in pandemic is exact opposite of that. It's yes. like you're just living your own life and then that is all you see. So it's the opposite of the, of perspective. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. That was my experience when I was um, 16 and this is all in America, but I moved from like South Boston, suburban, super Irish Catholic town to somewhat rural Maine where like, you know, a lot of it just very, very, very different culture. And mm. I was like, whoa, because I remember my mind was blown because I was like, it never occurred to me that people, because I was also 16, so like peak narcissism, you know? right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it literally never occurred to me that people like lived differently, which sounds wild, but I just think it's easy to, especially when, you know, when you're 16. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, right you have different values and experiences when you live in different places mm-hmm. and, and that like i think really shaped and formed i'm really grateful for that experience at 16 because i i think yeah i think that's why travel is so important because i think we all have that i think you described yeah. it so well peak narcissism right when we all <laughs> just think that like our friends are the most important and like what we are doing is just the norm yeah but that's what i mean like so i feel like the pandemic is the opposite of that because we're not yeah. getting enough of that interaction and so it feels like like kind of what you so what we were going back to earlier tunnel vision and then yeah. um okay so I, something I want to share is after I hung out with some friends I, I did some socializing and that night I had a stress dream which mm. a stress dream I didn't know that I was like feeling a little bit anxious around people until yeah. I think it you know sometimes it can manifest in your dreams where you understand more clearly how you're feeling, especially physically, but yeah. it started off with me being attacked by two Karens, like two women who are just absolute the worst. And then me- Sorry running- to anyone who's actually <laughs> named Karen. We love you. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. You know, sorry. Yes. I know. We have, we have the picture. Right, right, right. And I was just running around this labyrinth, running into different people and like just trying to make sure that everyone was okay. Um, but it was very chaotic. It was a shit storm. And I just remember like running from like door to door and opening up these different doors and seeing a different person from my life mm-hmm. and trying to be like, they were in some panic situation. And I was trying to think, Oh my God, are you I'm trying to make sure that everything was okay. I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Trying to manage all of these mm-hmm. different people. And it was like a social anxiety kind of dream, I think. Yeah. 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 And I was like, it was fine. And when I woke up, I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting to see. Yeah how this is affecting me. And I think it's going to, uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised. And then eventually it was, it was fine. And you know, it's no big deal, but I've been, you know, thinking like, we don't know how this pandemic is going to affect us. It's going to affect us in ways that we aren't necessarily aware of. And I think for me, it was like, yeah, social anxiety. Yeah. Right. No, I think, uh, it's interesting. Um, I think that that's true. Social anxiety for sure. Like I think I shared with you, like 
I see like crowds of people on TV and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, this was filmed like two years ago. It's fine. Um, but I also have had like, so I've always been a huge extrovert who like hates alone time. And my own journey has involved a lot of like finding more comfort in being alone. And so the other night, my neighbor, uh, she had a bunch of like of her friends over and messaged me was like, Hey, you're welcome to come over. Like we're having, like they have a fire pit. So everyone was like sitting outside around the fire pit. Mm-hmm. And in the past I would have felt like, Oh, I can't miss out on an opportunity to socialize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would have like run over there and I was sitting on the couch with my husband. I, I bought a, um, uh, embroidery kit off Etsy, which yes, is the nice. best. That's and so we're awesome. like watching like silly HGTV and I was bored. And he's like, don't you want to go over like to the neighbor? And I like, I really deeply love my neighbor. Like I, I she's a really wonderful person and I feel really close to her. And I was like, no, cause I don't really know any of those other people. And I, I don't, I kind of just want to sit here with you. Mm. And like, and that, and that was a cool moment. Cause I was like, oh, I think even, even pre COVID, I would have felt a little like tension and it felt really clear to me that what I actually wanted was to just sit on my couch and that that was like a safe happy thing to do so I love this it was like um not FOMO right because yes I didn't have any FOMO I was like no I want to sit on my couch and embroider like I'm from friggin 1870 whenever people embroidered I don't know but oh well I think that's a good point of like also beautiful things that will come from this right yes yes so it's it's which is what's so complex like it's um it's many things. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I'm glad that you can understand my whole tunnel vision thing. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. And also how I'm, funny, how funny it is just to be, because when we started this podcast, we were like, we want to talk more about spirituality. Like we want to create a community where we can talk mm-hmm. to people about spirituality and find more like-minded people. And now like yeah, we've done it and now it's become so much of our world. <laughs> So come, those of you listening, go to the Facebook group and tell us what you have tunnel vision about in COVID. What is your COVID? Maybe your kind of COVID tunnel vision is like sourdough bread making, you know? Oh my God. I would love to know what people have tunnel vision about. Like I imagine for a lot of people, it's their their kids, right? Yeah. And probably work and maybe dating, not dating. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's, maybe you have a beautiful chicken coop. Someone who does who listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, my my friend's gotten really into bird watching. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what is your what does your tunnel vision look like? What is your? I want to know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to get the chance to like really dive in to work on your program, though. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm so excited yeah. because I just have all these notes, my whole Trello board, my whole Evernote app is just like filled with all these ideas that I've just been jotting down, but I haven't been able to put together yet because mm-hmm. I've just been trying to like tie up loose ends before I leave. Yeah. I'm so for that, I'm super excited. You'll probably yeah. be hearing from me about it. I'll probably be sending you messages Please. being like, hi, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, so yeah. one of the things that I do sometimes, because I'm the queen of like, getting bursts of information and like scribbling. I have a thousand notebooks with ideas. I can't do digital notebooks. Like they're all physical mm. notebooks. And then sometimes, and then I finally will like clear a day or an afternoon to be like, and now I'm going to execute. And then I sit down to do that. And I feel so physically uncomfortable execution become like, there's something for me that like, once I have to turn it from idea into reality, like that pivots, like activates like this real fear gremlin. Does that mm. happen for you at all? Or are you able to just be like, because sometimes I'll like clear the space and then, the, and then I'm in the space and I'm like, this is the last place I want to be. Does that happen to you at all? <sighs> yes. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense because it's like the, the, so much of the work takes place there. Like before it's mm. nice to have ideas. Ideas are fun, yeah. but then to have to right. organize them and put them all together. I make think, them real. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's an area where most people can procrastinate. But yeah. at this point, I think I'm so overflowing with ideas. That I'm just mm-hmm. like waiting to freaking burst because I can just like see how this program is going to sort of come together in my mind. I just need to freaking do it because it's taking up too much mental real estate. Mm, yes, yes. So yes. I think I just, but I do understand what you mean about like, um, I, I definitely have experienced what you were talking about before. Because yeah. it's like, uh, bef- now I have to actually use my brain. <laughs> Yeah. like really like understand how this is all going to come together yeah so you've commented before on like uh and someone else just said this very nice compliment too which is like uh that i'm like someone was like oh it seems like nothing holds you back 
because I just like announce, I just like announce things and I'm doing all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is why is because like I get the ideas and I get super, super excited about the idea. But if I don't then have the deadline, I will like that, the, the, the fear on execution is enough that it just stays in perpetual idea phase. I see. So you mean you so, announce it on things publicly, like on, on the podcast? On the podcast or like say like we have this webinar is happening or this program like starts on this date because now I have, now like, like I have the impetus to like, to, to sit through the discomfort enough yeah. to like then make it real. Yeah. Um, I think it's genius. It's accountability. Yeah. It's, it's the only, <laughs> someday maybe I'll do an inner work that I'm not afraid of my own creation. But in the meantime, that's my hack. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, and I also think if it works, because the truth is, from what I understand, from anyone who creates anything and is doing work that they love, it doesn't, it, it's not like it's never, it's not, you don't get to this magical place where it's just, mm-hmm. oh, suddenly easy. Like I'm yes. pretty sure it's always hard. Anyone who's written a book, right? Like the Elizabeth Gilberts or the Glennon Doyles of the world are always talking about how like, uh, yeah, I've written three books and the fourth one is going to be just as much of a pain in the ass. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we got to find our little hacks that work. I think that's, I think that's very true. So we're going to pivot a little bit actually, because uh, Kylie and I had discussed before recording the podcast that we wanted to spend some time unpacking this idea that I, Eva, am the meditator and Kylie is the mystic. This is something that we've kind of said a couple of, we've referenced multiple times on the podcast as a way to sort of also explain the dynamics between um, the two of us, the show, but we realized that's not something that we've explicitly sort of unpacked and talked about. We've had show, right? lengthy Voxer discussions <laughs> about this idea. <laughs> yeah. And we thought we would let you in on a little bit of like uh, what we mean when we say that and why, like, because <clears throat> Basically, one of the things I think is amazing about our partnership, aside from the fact that I'm just obsessed with you, <laughs> is, is I think we we kind of capture two sides of the same coin. You know, like mm-hmm. once early on, we were talking about like kind of two different gateway drugs to spirituality. <laughs> and we talked about mindfulness and, uh, and uh, manifestation mm-hmm. and how like, manifestation is sort of like this like mystical like okay I'm gonna think about it and then I'm gonna have a dog or whatever the thing is and mm-hmm. then uh we're having a manifestation expert come on because obviously that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need to get schooled on how manifestation manifestation yeah, works she's folks, coming so. give us a couple weeks yeah and um and then you know mindfulness is like similarly like oh man I gotta calm down and then you start with there and then you end up you know with a podcast about spirituality. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, mindfulness, I think so much is very much, it's like, it can be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the Buddha is always talking about how it's about looking for the truth and seeing things clearly and seeing this mm. as you really are. So I think it can be practical and overly practical. We've, and yeah. we've had other podcasts talk about this, which has been so helpful for me, but it strips like Western meditation is stripped of, I think a lot of the mysticism, Right. So, so it's interesting though, because, um, it comes up a lot. Like Kylie has Kylie and my own like different views comes up a lot in terms of like when we're trying to understand different spiritual principles and practices and healing modalities, um, because we're looking at it through different lenses. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we think it'd be interesting to unpack how that sort of shapes our beliefs and even the show and the work that we do and all of that. And I'm eager to hear from, from our listeners, like, do you identify, I mean, labels are their own complex and flawed thing, but do you identify with, you know, like, how would you describe yourself in your spiritual lens, right? Um, is it mind, like, yeah, what, what is it rooted in for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've used these shortcuts of like mystics, mysticism and meditation, because when I, I think you were the one who first referred to mysticism and I was like, oh, that's what I like. It like I felt like looking in a mirror, and it felt really empowering mm-hmm. to like claim like, oh right, there's like a lineage of people who have sought connection with the divine in this particular way. I'm not actually blazing a new trail; I'm just blazing my trail. Mm-hmm. And so I'm eager to hear from other people like what what is the lens? Because like for example, some people really identify with witch, right? Mm-hmm. So and and that is very informative. So I'm eager to hear from people who are listening like what is your lens and what do you, how does that inform things for you? But, mm-hmm. um, so I guess that's my question for you to start with. Like, how do you, how does being a meditator mm-hmm. inform your kind of spiritual lens? Well, it's really funny. So 
meditation in the beginning is a, there's a huge focus on the mind, mm-hmm. right? It's observing the mind, understanding the habit patterns of your mind um, so that you don't have to be, be a slave to your mind. And I think that's where mm-hmm. so much of, I mean, the argument again in Buddhism is like, like, this is where, this is the root of all suffering. <laughs> the yeah, root right. of all suffering is our own internal stuff. It's not ever, it's never the situation that's causing suffering. It's what we're thinking and believing about the situation mm-hmm. that's causing yeah. suffering, right? Um, and as a result, and so that's why I, and also as someone who, you know, as you know, I'm very cerebral, I'm very logical. Um, when I was dealing with like a lot of anxiety, so much of that came from overthinking, right. From like, uh, from not being in my body, not being present because I was always just in my mind. And so meditation for me has very much been a focus on the mind and learning how to discipline it. Yeah. And ultimately yeah. get, be free from it. Like I really am in a point where I can be like, oh, I, I don't, I don't have to believe everything that I think. Not only do mm. I not have to believe everything that I think, like sitting in hours of meditation has helped me see that my thoughts are not personal, which yeah. is, I think some people are like, what do you mean your thoughts aren't personal? Of course my thoughts are personal. Like they are coming from you. But when you start to notice when you're sitting, you're going to see they're just, it's just like energy kind of in like the mm. mind. I, I don't even know if I can probably explain it, but then you become free of it. And the whole goal of, I think, being free of your mind is very much the whole Buddhist and Eckhart Tolle version of it, which is, it's not about like, like meditation isn't about changing your mind and mindset work isn't about changing your mind. It's about dropping the mind so that you are no longer, you're just present, which is so much, you know, whatever, that's the whole, the whole game, right? To be present. But again, even the way that I'm explaining it, and I think while all these things are so beautiful and so helpful uh this is such, i recognize this is also just one small very 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 small aspect or portion of what quote unquote spirituality is there's so many different facets of spirituality right right well because you can't actually so this is something that comes up in the record sometimes like you're tapping into infinite so like you have to you kind of have to pick an entry point right like mm-hmm you, I kind of joke when I teach the records course, like if you don't ask a specific question, you're going to get like, we love you so much. We're so happy you're here. Cause like, that's actually <laughs> just what you need to hear most of all. Right. Uh-huh. And then you're like, kind of like, well, that's generic. Right. Because it's, 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 it's so vast you need, or you're benefited by like honing in the scope a little bit so that you can actually absorb and process it because otherwise it's like you're kind of just swimming in it right so yeah it's like our facet of spirituality it's i think it's important that's kind of like the beginner's mind thing like it's i think it's really important to remember that it's just our entry point it's not mm-hmm. the entry point right but also to allow yourself i think it's okay also okay to allow yourself to like kind of fully fall into it so yeah like remembering that other people's experiences are their entry point and the experience underneath the beliefs is what we're kind of really seeking out. Mm, yeah. Meaning that, um, well, one thing that I has, that I learned through this show, I think is that there's a gazillion different entry points, Yes, <laughs> like, right? Like yes. everyone, so many people come on the show to talk about different healing modalities or spiritual practices. And that's actually, I think, a beautiful thing because we're not all going to resonate with the same. Now, yeah. everyone's going to resonate with meditation, right? And not yeah. everyone's going to resonate even with Akashic Records, but they might no, resonate with not. like Psych K or, or something, you know, mm-hmm. like so. And I think whatever it is that you need, if you sort of put your hand out there and say, I'm open, like it'll show up for you. <laughs> Which is also why I'm such a big proponent of like, if someone resonates with you, honor that, right? Yeah. Like if you are like obsessed with someone's Instagram feed mm-hmm. or like you like are op- like whatever, however it shows up, like if, if you're really resonating with someone, like, I think it's important to honor that and let that be because I've gone through phases where like I couldn't consume enough of someone's content, whether I like ended up hiring them or not. Like maybe it was just like their podcast. I would listen like four episodes a day for a month Mm -hmm. and then I was done. Right. Mm -hmm. But I like really needed their energy because there was something I was going through that they like really tapped into. And so I don't know, that's been something really beautiful for me, which is to say, I think one of my core spiritual practices is like really trying to like 
listen to my own inner knowing and let that be the guide. Like I, yeah, that's, I think even more like that's what the Akashic Records has taught me. Right. And that's where I like go to like, (laughs) remember that. But again, like I live here in this world, I don't live in the Akashic Records. And so Mm -hmm. the thing for me is like, how do I let my own inner, like there's someone, there's a part of me that is very wise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how do I let her be in the driver's seat as much as possible? And then, and then also how do I let my ego, like, who is then freaking the fuck out having a temper tantrum in the back seat? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Like just turn the volume down on that. Yeah. And I think, um, what I think has been really interesting about, again, doing this podcast and listening to our many, you know, a diverse range of speakers is that everyone's had this story that's been like, I don't know why, but I just, this came into my life and I was just pulled towards it. Mm. Like how we've heard so many people say that, right. About yes. their, their modality, their healing modality. Yes. Um, like the book fell in front of them at the perfect time or the friend recommended the thing or they, or they came, happened to come across the, the podcast and then they just like follow the breadcrumbs down that path. Yeah. Which is also my experience and your experience, which is like, yeah, there's a pull and yeah, it's what I call intuition. You yeah. can even call it your body, whatever it is, but like, you're just like, I don't know why I had a feeling I need to do this, but I just need to do it. So, and then that just ends up, sometimes that can be, yeah, that can be your entry point into. That can change your whole world, you know? Yeah. And I think you say that phrase, follow the breadcrumbs, which I also really like because I think sometimes we get really attached to like, well, where is this going? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like I remember I had a pull to take yoga teacher training early on and being like, I don't know, am I going to be a yoga teacher? Like, you know, blow this, that, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, thankfully, I just still signed up anyway. And, um, but it wasn't about, for me, it wasn't about the teaching of yoga, right? Like, mm-hmm. although I do occasionally, like, you know, I taught my, my neighborhood mom's yoga the mm-hmm. other Sunday. You know? <laughs> yeah. But like, there were other things in that that I needed that led me, like for me, a lot of it, for example, is about like making my body a safer place, which then allows, allows me to tap into my inner knowing, which allows me to channel and read the records, right? Yeah. So um, we might not know, we might not know where it's going, but you know, listen. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't become clear until hindsight. In hindsight, yeah. you're like, oh, that, I thought I was doing it because I, I was like going to pursue a career in, in yoga teaching, but no, it was actually, I just needed to, to learn about myself. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. not going to know sometimes until later on. No, no. Okay. So then that being said, do we want to talk about the differences? Like, so given my sort of explanation of how, you know, meditation can be helpful and, my, and that, that being my entry point. And to add to that though, I want to say that so much of like being able to be present then is about being able to tap into your own internal power and that source yeah. of love. And, and it is interesting because you and I ultimately, we land in the same place. It's like right. love, presence, connecting with the divine, your own inner trust and knowing all of that comes when you're able to be present, be still, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and, yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's like, we have slight, like a good, maybe different tools to get to the same place. Um, So yeah, I think, well, I'll say, I think one of the, so I'll say two things. One is I'll say like why mysticism speaks to me. And then also I think what some of the like potential pitfalls are. So wait, can we even maybe even say, cause I don't know, I don't know if we know together collectively but like what what do we even mean by mysticism Mysticism, right yes okay so i think for me uh spirituality is something to experience Mm -hmm. and i experience it like very physical feeling in my chest for example is how i know like oh I'm, i'm like really in this moment connecting to the present moment and to the divine love that's available in this present moment Mm -hmm. and it's really experiential. And mm-hmm. so for a long time as someone who's very bookish and has always had a lot of anxiety, like I, like I, I would try meditation and it was like, and I like meditation is very, very important and powerful, but it wasn't the full entry point for me because it didn't, I, there've always was, I don't know. I don't know that I can say why it wasn't always the full entry point for me, but something clicked when I accessed the records because it was so experiential. Like it got me, it, it like, it got me out of my head because it was so experiential. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, I was like, Oh, like this isn't about thinking, which meditation also isn't about thinking, but Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about how it wasn't Mm -hmm. about thinking. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
So I think part of it is like, it, it really allows me access to the experiential way of, of tapping into spirituality. Um, when you say experiential, you mean it's about how it makes you feel? Yeah. Yeah. It's about how it makes me feel. Yeah. 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 I would. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Did you say something? Well, I was saying, I think, yeah, I guess when we talk about different healing modalities or spiritual modalities, it's like, it is all about, I do agree that it's all experiential. Like that's how you know something's mm-hmm. real, right? It's not necessarily yeah. thinking about it. You're experiencing, experiencing you're experiencing it. love and peace and yeah. harmony. But right. So it sounds like for you, your gateway into that was the Akashic records that yeah. helped you. That, that sort of was like a anchored in. Yeah. Or like a blast into experience. Yeah. And for me, meditation was a blast into experience. Yeah. So my Wi-Fi just dropped. <laughs> Everyone's back to school and Wi-Fi dropped. So forgive any choppy editing, but we're back now. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Wi-Fi couldn't handle all this mystical power. Um, <laughs> which to me, like, that's kind of the amazing thing about mysticism is it's also about like, not just this intellect, I guess this is also what I mean about experiencing. It's not just this intellectual idea that we are a part of something greater, but like we are part of something greater and we have access to it, right? Mm-hmm. We have access to like, deep healing abilities we have access to kind of channeling divine realms we have access to these superpowers that aren't just something to like read about from centuries ago Mm -hmm. and like thinking that they're fables like there's a way that they are real and can be lived and this is where i think the like danger or pitfall of mysticism is and actually one of our recent guests 7a referenced this uh it can just become this experience, like almost like spiritual thrill seeking, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? Because we can get like, just chase the high of like, you know, when you're in the records, if for example, that feels very beautiful and safe and loved. And we can just think like, oh, I have to go to all these, I have to go to these places. I have to do these things. I have to take ayahuasca. I have to X, Y, Z in order mm-hmm. to connect with the divine in order to have these mystical experiences. And that's where I think like the, the like grounding very real practice of meditation is like no dummy like <laughs> like mm-hmm. the mysticism for me is like oh this is like blows the door off like this is what's possible and mm-hmm. then you do the daily practice to of the grounding like, of grounding and like maintaining and like cultivating that does that make sense yeah it totally makes sense i think yep i think yeah i mean we've i think ultimately we understand that they complement each other yeah right yeah. and like by trying to describe it in language is actually very limiting because we're, yeah. we're putting it into these categories and yeah. again everyone listening i'm sure like hopefully you guys understand you know that the caveat is that we understand it it, it none of this stuff is tangible <laughs> so like and there's no right and there's no wrong so it's so we're, but we're trying to talk about it in these categorical ways um but ultimately i do think that there is this the balance is somewhere like where the mysticism, mysticism shows us of like what I love about mysticism is it confirms my ultimate belief, which is that we don't know shit as in like we are, we don't know where consciousness came from. We are animals living on this planet that no one has any idea how it came to be. And we're just like flying through the universe spinning. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yes. the world and existence is wild and I love yeah. that because mysticism I think is a celebration of that which is like there's mm-hmm. all these intangible things out there that we can't understand with our minds but that's because we don't understand like, our mind science- isn't the tool for it yeah exactly and scientists have been trying to measure it you know this is something I got from Pete Holmes like scientists are trying to measure it and understand it and spiritual people are trying to feel it but ultimately mm-hmm. no one knows what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> Which is why I actually love mysticism because it's like, oh, there's all of this unknown out there that we can explore and whatever it is, it's past lives, it's ancestors, it's energy, it's Reiki, it's crystals, right? It's witchery. It's all of these things that, um, but ultimately then we have to like come back and ground and also do some of like the shadow work, which is like sitting with the, the real stuff of life, like like the pain essentially is what I mean. Like the mm-hmm. things that we're trying to escape oftentimes yeah, or in the discomfort. And yeah. I think it's the groundingness can help us create space for that to then transcend pain. Yeah. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just, you can't like, uh, you can't just, I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want, you have free will, but <laughs> you aren't served by like skipping over the lived experience in favor of connecting with yeah. the divine. Like, you're we're here to be humans you know yeah. like yeah and, well, I think- and i also think that like actually in a weird paradoxical way like 
you, we can dive deeper into the divine by transcending, like dealing with the pain, like yeah. the pain and the stuff of like everyday life. That's the pathway to then oh, you can explode into like mm. limitlessness because you're able to hold space for all of that. Does that make sense? Yes. Be, but I, 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 yes, but I think it's not because pain is so like fantastical. I think it's because, uh, when we recognize, like we spend so much time sprinting away from our own discomfort. And when we stop and face it and realize that it didn't swallow us whole, we recognize like, oh, like what else is available for me in this present moment? Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah. I think like, because uh, I also think there's a way that like, I think I've been thinking a lot person that being a mom about how joy does something similar. Like Brene Brown talks about how joy is like Brene Brown future podcast guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, one, one, one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, is uh, that's going to be the moment where I'm like manifestation is fucking real guys. Cause I've been saying this since day one. <laughs> yeah. We finally made it. Yeah. That's how we'll know. Um, but uh, she talks about where, like joy is like, is incredibly vulnerable emotion. And I think about it like, with my kids where I will like, you know, be sitting on the ground, like picking out grass with my one and a half year old. And there's so much joy that's available in that moment. And I have so much resistance to actually sitting in it mm -hmm. just as much as I have, honestly, just as much as I have resistance to like sitting with my discomfort, mm -hmm. the resistance to actually like fully sinking into the joy. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I don't, know fully like I'm still untangling that but I think part of it is the vulnerability of joy mm -hmm. which is to say the vulnerability of like actually being in your real life fully Eckhart Tolle Buddha style in mm -hmm. the moment yeah and that yeah. that's really terrifying and it's terrifying because of pain but it's also terrifying because of joy because if we fully like fall into the joy there's a fear of like well then I'm just gonna lose it you know yeah yeah, I guess in a weird way. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's what you just said was so beautiful, <laughs> like, and so well said, so like articulately said. But I would also say what's interesting is, and this is where it's just like syntax, it's like that discomfort and resistance to joy. I guess it's not, yeah, it's not just about sitting with pain. It's about sitting with discomfort and even mm. resistance to joy is discomfort. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's just I another do. version of it. So it's just about like, yes, being able to sit with everything, which includes resistance to joy, which is a kind of suffering. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think, uh, it's helpful for me to like name that rather than just be the thrill seeking of joy of being like, well, I actually am a little bit afraid of it and trying to. Avoid yeah. 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 Totally. Of course. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it's like my problem with mysticism, because I do have a problem with mysticism, which again, we've, I don't know if, yeah, I'm sure we've talked about this before, right? At least it, yeah. it's come up, I'm sure, and like um, mm -hmm. um, here and there is that I do think that I don't, I do think that sometimes it can get to quote unquote woo woo. And also, and again, that's actually not even mysticism. I think I'm just talking about spirituality in general. Mm -hmm. And I don't know really, I think I just want to talk about that. I don't know what there is to be said about yeah. that, but I think um, that's why I'm so interested in making, like bringing, like making spirituality practical and mm -hmm. applicable in people's lives, because I think there's something really alienating, really separating about mm -hmm. the, about being, that can just make people feel separate when it's like, so, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to Outside say? Outside of the realm of other people's experiences, like in like a oh like kind of almost a I mean it can prompt people to it can prompt us to put people on a pedestal for sure, right? Like mm -hmm. this person has these superpowers and yeah. therefore like uh yeah, which, guru, like guru dumb. Gurus, yep, <laughs> yeah, which I'm not interested. And also uh so I hear that, and then also that it just can feel alienating. Like when someone's talking about something that's like so outside your realm mm. of like, is that, is that the yeah, other Yeah, kind of like if it's not, if it's not, if people can't apply it and mm. then like, it's not helpful. <laughs> so 
So I guess I would push back on that part a little bit because I think that's where it goes back to like, it's for different, it's not for you then, Mm, but there's someone for whom it's really liberating because maybe that is how they apply it. That's true. Yeah. But I think this goes into the conversation that we were having before. So Kylie and I were having another conversation even before this whole podcast about like how I think it's really important that with healing modalities, right. You made the wonderful um, distinction that for me, Eva, I want the modality. I have to understand it. What did you say? Like, uh, so we were just talking about different, different healing experiences, working with different healers. And Eva was talking about something that she experienced recently where she was like, this was awesome. I don't really understand what it was. I felt better afterwards, but I'm conf- right. 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 And right. I want to understand and, the process. Right. Yeah. And for me, I may, and maybe it's because of my work in the records, I don't actually, I'm curious, like after I get a session, I might want to know more about the process, but I don't actually need to know the process. I need to like implicitly trust the healer. And if I trust the healer, I'm like, sign me up. Where are we going? Yeah. And the way that I trust the healer is that inner tug, right? It's not always someone who I've been like following on Instagram for years. It can just be like someone shows up and I like, I know, I know I kind of know the call. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I think this goes back to like, for me, the, like how something feels in my body is truth for me. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, a curiosity might arise of like, well, how does this work? But I don't need to, I don't need to understand it. Yeah. See that like boggles my mind. <laughs> like, like, so I need to understand the process and the healer, obviously I can't just mm-hmm. like, I, if I don't trust someone, obviously it's not right. going to work. But like, so with you, I think you're saying if you trust, and I think this is actually a really beautiful thing. You as long as you trust the healer, your ego can kind of like be put aside and you can just accept and like accept and also let, like you'd be very welcoming. Like just let the healer and the healing do its thing, the energy do its thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that my concern about this is that that can, well, that's the thing. I think for you, you're in a place where you have, you're grounded and I think you really trust yourself and you've done so much work to develop this relationship with yourself where you, when you are pulled to someone, that's when you're pulled to work with someone, that's still coming from you. That's your own internal yeah. wisdom, right? right? right. But, but what about this is what I'm talking about. So like the gurus of the world who then yeah. like, wh- what's the difference between that and getting sucked into like a cult where like you think someone's like a guru and you're just like, I'm just pulled to this person. I don't understand what they're doing, but yeah. like, but I'm going to follow them because, um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. But I think that's I mean, what think- I like, what I, what, like, like you were talking before me. about agency, right? Like if, if you don't understand how a healing modality works, then and, and then know how to apply it in your own life, then you don't have that agency over it. And so therefore you're like, you're, it has like the, there's a layer of it that feels like it could turn it, it like could model some codependence is like mm. kind of what you were saying before. Right, right. right. Like going yeah. to a psychic and being like, well, you can't apply what she's or he or she or they is helping you with. Yeah. So yeah, you become dependent. And so much of what we talked about is that like, we like empowering our clients because they are general, they are ultimately the experts on themselves. So mm-hmm. to be able to give them tools that they can walk away with that then they can apply in their everyday life rather than being like, just depending on a healer to heal them. So this is really interesting because I, I don't think I give my clients a lot of tools to be totally transparent. I, it's something that I'd like to like, do more of like, here's some practical exercises and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, the truth is like, what I do with my clients is a lot of like, you know, foundational mindset of like, okay, where are the obstacles? And then I open the records and then we together, right? Like it's an important part of it, but we together will like clear the energy and like return kind of the fragmented pieces of ourselves around this issue. So you can move forward like lighter around this whole topic, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't think I've given you tools. I think I've just hopefully moved something out of the way for you, but with you, Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important part is that we're doing it together. And so this is where like the mindset piece is important in the beginning. Like if you don't have awareness of what it is that needs to move, I can't help you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's, we're dealing with infinite. So like (laughs) you gotta be precise. Yeah. Um, but I don't, um, 
but I think I then feel like the empowering piece is then like what we're doing together is moving obstacles out of the way so that you can just walk down the path that you were meant to walk down mm-hmm. without having to climb over all the obstacles or like lug all these weights behind you. Um, well, I think what's interesting is I'm using the word tools, but I think also what you provide clients with and what you've provided me with is awareness, like mm-hmm. clar- clarity, mm-hmm. right? And then people can do something with that awareness and that clarity. Like maybe you'll like sort of pinpoint a fear that I had that I didn't, mm-hmm. even, didn't know I had that I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's what's been like holding me back or that's what's been bothering. Yeah. Oh, like light bulb, aha kind of moment. And yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think that is a way in which this so kind of this work is, is really interesting helpful. Because Actually, it's been a long time since I've read the records for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, yeah, things have shifted in a whole new way. So I think I do a lot mm-hmm. less of just the awareness. I think that's where I started. Mm-hmm. And then I felt in a way a little like frustrated, not frustrated is the right word, but I felt like like there's more to do than just awareness for people. So mm-hmm. like, show, like, I'm like, show me, like now that they know what this is, like can we help people like not then have to like carry it around anymore. And so I've been more and more working towards like, once we get the awareness, then like making some really like core shifts and healing around the awareness. So do you mean like energy clearing kind of? Yeah. So like I was talking about this a little bit before we started, but like, um, so there's two, two big things that are happening, which is one that I will go and will like work with a past life self or an inner child self, which basically are these like fragments of our souls that are like hung out in different places because of trauma and we'll go and like rescue them for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word and like integrate that so if you lived a past life where you you know like were abandoned and like froze to death well like that's going to show up for you in different ways and if we if we rescue that fragment of yourself Mm -hmm. uh then which we always do together like it's it's never i don't i like i will guide people and prompt them to like ask questions like they were the usually the ones who like talk to this version of themselves mm-hmm. right but the, the, the energy of the records holds the space for it and then you integrate that like there's a there's baggage that you're just no longer carrying now mm, you're clearing it for them you're clearing yeah. it yeah and then but the important piece is like then you have to take the action so like the path is now easier to walk down but you still have to fucking walk down the path mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like and then the other thing that I've been doing. Wait, sorry. So can I, I want to no. be able to see if I can understand this again. I'm like, yes, I'm like yes, my practical yes. mind wants to like around this in, in understanding. So, so essentially let's going back to this example that you have of someone who was abandoned and froze to death. What you're saying is, so for me, that might show up as like, uh, I don't know. I'm not able to be in committed relationships or because I'm afraid of abandonment sure. or, or, or I have overattachment or something. Right. Because I, yeah. Have, or like you're like, you're like experience is still numb and like, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Right, so right, right, then, right. so then you are able to clear that fear so I'm not carrying around this fucking 10 ton anvil, right? It's right. not like this big weight. So you clear it energetically, but then ultimately yes. I still have to be the one who goes out into the world and is going to try make different be, choices, right? And try and be in a healthy relationship where I'm not yes. co- codependent or where I'm not numbed out. Exactly. Got exactly. Okay. And so, you, yeah, the, the like onus of like action is still on you, but now you're not carrying this 10 pound anvil. And so you might still have other anvils, right? Like we're not, <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, but now you're not carrying that 10 pound anvil. So ideally it then becomes like a smoother path. And this is where I think like people mean by like alignment, right? It's like, it just becomes easier for you to like work in concert with your higher self because you're just like clearing some of it out of the way. So this is so interesting to me. You're actually kind of like blowing my mind. So you, so you're saying like energy work. So someone can go into a session with you or anyone else doing energy work and clear something for you, but you don't necessarily know how it's done or how to do it yourself, but it still, you just, yeah. it just clears it. Yeah. Okay. The reason this is blowing in my mind is this should be something super obvious, right? Like super yeah. obvious. And for some reason, this is like, this is very novel to me. Mm. <laughs> this is so novel to me. Oh, oh, wow. So what about it feels novel? Like I've never really gone into a session where someone was like, I'm going to clear this thing for you. And then you're like, walk out and feel like, yeah, brand, not brand new, but like healed. Mm. That's ne- never, that's like not at all really the work that I'm really gravitating towards. And actually in the times where I have tried it, it hasn't really helped. So I think there's a couple of things about that. One is, uh, I don't actually think it's the work that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people like move energy on a surface like like on like this this plane Mm -hmm. um i think 
I think that there's like, this is why I love mysticism because I actually think that there's much more available than we tap into. Right. So I think like 5D honestly, shit, right? Is that what you mean? 5D, 6D, I guess, I mean, 7D I stuff? I, like I don't really resonate with that because I mm. think that gets us so far away from the material experiencing mm. of life. But I think that's probably what people are referencing. Um, but I think like, I do, I think like, and honestly, like one of the visions that I hold is being able to like, show more people how to do this <laughs> because I think it's actually more accessible than we realize it is. Cool. <laughs> I'm like really excited about this. This is cool. So, okay. So this is one of the things that, that is very cool. So, <clears throat> uh, okay. Well, I have a big smile on my face, by the way, just for listeners. I'm just like, <laughs> this is like opening up my eyes to like a whole world of possibilities, which I don't know why it's novel to me because I'm pretty sure we've been talking about this like on the podcast a whole bunch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think we're talking about it in a new way. So this yeah. makes sense, right? So, okay, listeners, I, those of you who are familiar with muscle testing, I'm going to explain muscle testing really quickly. Uh, it's when you hold your finger in a ring, hold your thumb and index finger in a ring, and then you take the other finger from the other hand and put it through and you say a statement. And if your body believes this statement to be true, the ring will hold. If your body believes the statement to be false, the ring will not hold. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if it's like a partial truth, your finger gets like caught between mm-hmm. the other two fingers. Mm-hmm. So at home, while you're listening, just test it out. You have to you have to anchor the belief into your body. So you can't be thinking about one thing and, and say another thing because it will get confused, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I am Kylie, it holds true. I am Eva, it goes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I like pizza, it holds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like, like Donald, mayonnaise. Yeah, 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 Donald Trump. Yeah. I like Donald yeah. Trump, <laughs> it does not hold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can actually so, look this up online too. If, you, if it's hard for you to imagine, you can just YouTube muscle testing. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put a link to in the show notes. So, so the thing that I've been doing recently in the records, which I'm like, I'm so glad we got to this point in the show because I'm so freaking excited, is literally, and this is a lot, this, this, so is, taking statements and you know like i described usually in the records we kind of go on a journey and we meet this past life self and we do this healing we do this integration what i've started doing is actually going in with the intention around statements and so it started with um you know my friend uh future podcast guest mars fuller shared with me this meditation that's like really powerful for her which is like you just, she's like, I just visualize that it's raining money and that like all the money that's available, like I can just pick up and there's money for everybody else. And like, it's just, she's like, it's just brought so much ease. It's been really helpful for me. And I was like, that sounds cool. Okay. I'll try it. And the whole time I was listening to it, all I could think of was my mother going, ew, money's dirty. Ew, money's dirty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, she's like, it's so germy. Ew. And so I like, couldn't like even access this thing that she said is like, just been like a nice, like peaceful kind of uh, touch point for her. So I was like, okay, well, there's clearly something here. And I was like, this, this one statement, I was like, just, it's like the, the idea came to me like, what is this one statement I could just shift? And so I did, I went to the records. I was like, all right, I'm ready to not believe that money is like dirty and icky, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, let's let that go. And I muscle tested it. And like, money is dirty. Like he was watching, like it doesn't hold anymore mm-hmm. for me. And so then I was like, well, if I can do that. What other statements can we move through? Mm-hmm. So I like literally now I've got a list of like 40 of them that I've been working through on mm-hmm. myself around like, I'm worthy of abundance. Turned out I didn't believe on a core bodily level that I'm worthy of abundance. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's going to be really hard to build a life where you have abundance, right? Because you're going to believe you're unworthy of it. It's going to disappear at any moment. What you have, you've like earned unethically because you're unworthy of mm-hmm, it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and it's not just about money, I've, I've been, but I've been doing them around lots of things, but newly self-employed money stuff's coming up for me mm-hmm. a lot, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, um, and the ease that I feel in my body now around money is like, it's not a hundred percent, but it is night and fucking day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't mm-hmm. even describe like, physically thinking of like paying a bill that normally would like just send me down to a like spiral or of like or like having to like tell someone that I've raised my prices that would make me want to like throw up before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like a straightforward email that I write. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is where I'm like, okay, what like how how can you scale? Like how can this be an accessible tool? So mm-hmm. this is the thing that I'm looking into now and I'm gonna podcast listeners actually, actually <clears throat> I'm, uh let me look at my calendar. Uh October 1st, October 1st, I am going to have a webinar workshop. 
so <clears throat> link to my website uh, in the show notes to where I'm actually going to do this live mm-hmm. for the for a collective. So that's so I've been doing it with clients, and now I've started trying to like test it with doing it on a collective level. Like, mm-hmm. let's get clarity on the mindset. Like, what are your beliefs? And then go in and shift the energy around the beliefs, and then like, and then you have the clear path. You still have to take the steps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. So I think what I like about this is that I think is really helpful and important is the fact that what you just said, which is that you want to, this is a thing that all people can do and you want to teach people how to do that, right? Yeah. Making, essentially going back to the conversation of making it a quote unquote tool or whatever you want to call it, a way, a modality that people can apply into their own lives. And I think that's, 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 well, I think that goes along with what we've been, what we've said so often in the show is that Mm. like, the you as a listener, dear listener, or anyone, you know, like we are all individually like so powerful and it's Mm. all within us and that we are also like sovereign people. Like it all comes from us. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's really, really important because I do think that there can be a little bit of a problem when we're relying too much on the outside for people to, to heal us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's true. I, I I think that's a hundred percent true. I also think that there was stuff like, I think I can do a lot of inner healing now because I worked with really powerful healers who helped yeah. me move stuff, right? Like, like I, I could do things for my clients that I couldn't do for myself. And now I can mm-hmm. do some of that for myself yeah, because yeah. I, I, I really benefited from working with some really powerful healers to help me move some of the stuff that was stuck within me. Yeah. Um, but I would, I just wonder like, were you doing that? Cause I, this is my ultimate belief on, on healing. And this is a Tom Compton quote, which is like, no one can do your work for you mm. and you can't do it alone. Oh, a thousand percent. So like, like no one's doing it for you. You're still the one doing it. Right. Or no. Do you feel like someone else is doing it? <laughs> I think both. I think both. Like, like the healing that I do with clients, we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. When I show up to a session, like in particular, I have this like re- one really, really powerful session and like of receiving, but like we were very actively doing it together, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think healing is passive. And so I think like my clients who show up really open, like, and with a lot of clarity and awareness, like if you are aware and you are open, like we can do something really fucking magical together. If you're not that open, like that's okay. You're just not going to get as far. And if you're not that aware about where your obstacles are, then the session will probably be more about awareness than about mm. uh, like moving mm. stuff. Um, oh, this is so, so I didn't know I had, I'm learning a lot. Cause I didn't know that this is like how your work has evolved. I know. Yeah. I guess we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also terrible at talking about my work. <laughs> I just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I think, yeah, you're doing it together. Like I don't believe in passive healing, but I, I do really believe that some people can come along and like facilitate moving things and moving things like quickly. Like I don't, like, you know, I don't think that's what like Tom helps you mm-hmm. do is like you, you move through things at a quick pace, mm-hmm. quicker I, than you were doing it on your own. Right. Like through like realizing certain things. Right. Totally. Yeah. I would um, say, yes. Like it, I definitely believe that it's possible to move things quickly, but I think actually the thing that happens quickly is when, I, again, I'm going back to like, I feel like it's when someone teaches me something and I'm, and I'm doing it quickly. Mm. Like, and I don't mean even I as in like my ego, it's whatever it is within me. It's like, it's just like awakening can ha- be really quick sometimes. I don't mean like yeah. the ultimate awakening of lightning, but it is true. Like we all have different levels of awakening and that happens yeah. in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think this makes a lot of sense. I'm also really excited when we're done recording, I will, let's talk about doing this. Cause I want you to, I cause now you've re- opened the records. I want mm-hmm. you to I want you to test this out. Oh my God. I would love to. I would love to. Because my theory is actually that like, this is just something anyone can do in the records, Mm -hmm. but we didn't realize that was a way you could use the records before. Like we've Mm -hmm. all been like, oh, tell me about a past life. And like, just we're like missing because it's infinite, right? So Mm -hmm. we were missing. So that's my theory. So, uh, oh my God, I will totally, I'll totally be your guinea pig. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Which is, it's just perfect because you're going to do it yourself and then you're going to report back. I'm yeah. not going to do it for you. I'm just going to yeah. show you what I've been oh doing. God. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is, I'm so, this is why I feel so lucky to have you as a friend because I get to like learn things like this. I feel very blessed. Okay. Well, and this just goes back to what we were saying. So y'all, eventually Kylie and I will have a tour or we'll yes. have a workshop. We're going to have something and this will, Many things. will just fit, fit together perfectly. I will work yeah. on the mindset pieces, the... I, I would call it, I guess, mindset, awareness, 
um, looking at what our, our subconscious beliefs, what we're thinking and believing and all of that stuff. And then Kylie will come in and move our yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> and so Eva's going to help you figure out what your shit is because that's her, one of her many pieces of magic. And then I'll just open the records and then we'll move all that energy and then we'll like go forward lighter and easier. Yeah. Cause that's the big thing like that. I just keep feeling is possible. Like we just think, well, I don't know. I have, this is just the way it is. And I just more and more, I'm like, nope, actually like we get to live a life where we remember that we're whole, like that gets to be possible. That's wow. what I want. Yeah. 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 Oh. All right. We so, could go on forever. Yeah. I want to be mindful of time. I know that you've got yeah. kid things to do. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, do you, should we, what do you have to, do you have anything in particular you want to promote before we, uh... right. um, well, you know, you can find me on Instagram at bad bitch living. You can find me where else? Oh yeah. My website, evilyout.com. Um, there's still a, a waiting list at the moment to work with me one-on-one, but I am working on this program, um, that will soon be accessible in November, which you guys may have heard me talk about already. I'm very excited. It's going to be four weeks it is very much a spiritual growth program, which is actually talking a lot about what we just talked about, which is like getting out of our heads and into our hearts, which I really believe is also like the basis for so much of spiritual healing and awakening, like not being in in our our minds. Right. Um, And I do believe that awakening is our purpose. (laughs) So we're talking about all of that. And if you're interested, um, you can email me and you can get on the early bird list. We will get like all the extra bonuses, free coaching, meditation guides, all that stuff. So um, if you're interested, yeah. Email me at boss at evalayout.com. And what about you, Kylie? What do you want to share? So, uh, okay. A million things, but uh, I will keep it brief. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to do this free webinar on October 1st um, about exactly like what I just described we're going to do and we're going to do it specifically around money. So come to this, come to my website, akashagrace.org, link in the uh, show notes, register for the webinar. If you can't come live, I'll send you the recording. Um, and we're going to do a little bit of mindset work. Then we're going to move this energy. We're going to shift these, I, these limiting stories to like positive core beliefs. Uh, and you're going to contest real time if it, if you know how it shifts for you. Um, and then I'm going to be able to tell you a little bit about my brand new program, um, which is all around using this energy, this work of like mindset plus moving energy, plus then some action items in your, um, in your business in particular, working with like healers, coaches, intuitives, artists, um, uh, and, um, I'm so stupidly excited about it because, <laughs> because you're going to see for yourself, like, does this work for me? And are, the, are things shifting? And if all of a sudden you believed in your core that you were worthy of abundance, that you had powerful gifts to short share, that you could transform people's lives, that clients flow easily to you, that people want to hear your voice and your story, imagine how much easier it would be to build your business if you weren't mm-hmm. fighting uphill. If you, in your body, believed that to be true, think of what you could do. Yeah be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make some unstoppable healers. Um, so first come to the workshop, um, or if you already are interested, you can just book a consult call with me and see if the program sounds like a good fit for you. But that is what's going on. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. Okay. Last but not least, uh, what is bringing you joy? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I will say this hammocking as a verb. So I bought a hammock. <laughs> I've always wanted a hammock. And actually my friend introduced me to this really cool company called Kamek. And what's really awesome about it is the way they have it. It's like one of those portable Kameks that you can take mm-hmm. with you anywhere. And you can, um, but what's I think key about it is that it comes with these really, these cool straps where you can tie it to anything. So like if, to, uh-huh. to trees, to posts, to, to anything. So, cause I've, anyway, I've had a hammock that I got in, in South America a long time ago, but it's one of those things where it's like, you have to have a special hang up to hang it up. And it's like, that's always the hardest part of having a hammock. Um, this is yeah. like, you can kind of like hang it up anywhere. And I've turned hammock, hammocking or ham, having a hammock into a verb. Cause now it's like a thing that I do and want to do forever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. This. And I, I want to go be in a hammock. Being in a hammock for real though. Can I just talk about this? The first time I ever, ever I was ever in a hammock. I think I was like, um, pretty, like I was in my twenties, I guess. I don't think I'd ever been one when I was a child, but I was like, this is like the only way I ever want to 
be. <laughs> like it's so comforting. It's like in a womb. It just feels yeah. protective and you're swinging and you're like looking up at the sky. There to, there's something very magical to me about being in a hammock. And now I have this portable hammock and I'm going to take it to Taiwan, see if I can find some places to, to like hang out. Uh, either, yeah. Either in the jungle or we'll see. It's, oh my gosh. it's going to be a game changer. This. Yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and what about you, Kylie? So I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but I bought a uh, embroidery kit on Etsy and I'm so happy about it. Like I enjoy crafting, but the decision process of crafting is very stressful for me. Like what are the supplies that I need? What colors do I want? What pattern do I want? Like I'm already like kind of hyperventilating at the thought of all these decisions because like what if it arrives and I like bought the wrong thread or whatever. So this is this amazing thing on Etsy where you spend $20 and someone sends you everything you need to make this beautiful piece of embroidered artwork. And so I've been sitting in the evening, like my husband plays video games or like we watch a silly show or like I listen to a podcast and I just make this like gorgeous lunar moth embroidery. It's the greatest and I'm addicted and I already can't wait to do it like forever. So um, embroidery kits. Yeah, I'll get one. I get it. I think both of these things just sound um, therapeutic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we've reached the COVID state where we're like, just need all the like comfort. Yeah. Comfort, comfort tools. Uh, but they do bring us joy. And I think that's so important right now. Like holding things that bring us joy closely is yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. And yeah, um, I, I get it. Like I used to knit. So like there's something very hypnotic, right? About just like the repetitive motion. of And that. it's helping me not be on my phone at night because it gives me something to do. Mm, I see. So that I'm not scrolling. So that's also helpful. Oh, definitely a plus. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys so much and we, uh, love, we'll look forward to connecting with you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.